This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. Hi, this is Dave Menard with Martha Kalina. Eric Francis from Trifecta Ecosystems. And Chris DeMauro with Sublime Exposure Online. So we're excited today to give you a roundtable with uh, Chris, Eric, and myself. Uh, for those of you who are joining us on WESU, we appreciate your listenership. And uh, we hope that you go to ctstarp.com and learn a little bit more about us and check out our podcast as well. Yeah. Maybe even give us a like or two. Yeah, we always need those reviews. So I, I'm impressed with how Dave just jumped right into that radio personality. <laughs> right, hook, right, right off the bat. I've know? been waiting for like three years of podcasts to do this one. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, we, we, we made that jump, guys. We went from podcast personalities to radio hosts. Oh, yeah, awesome. ooh. Pod, yeah, podcast to broadcast. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Wow, he's on fire today. <laughs> so we want to talk about a few topics uh, related to the Connecticut entrepreneur community. Uh, the first one I thought we'd bring up is the Entrepreneur Innovation Awards held by CT Next. Yep. Uh, Eric, you were there and participating. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, so it was a, it was another good event. Um, you know, this time it was it was interesting because with with CT Next, they you know the IP uh, Innovation Places grants and everything, kind of like a, a piece of that. The the beginning uh, presentations were all about that. They brought the four uh, representatives from the IP cities to come in, talk about what's going on. Um, you know, we're technically, I think, in year two of, of the Innovation Places stuff. Um, so they talked about, um, you know, what each city was focused on. Um, you know, Hartford, you got a lot of the insurance tech things going on with Upward Hartford. Um, and then, you know, it, 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 it was good. I would say is that, uh, you know, in all honesty, uh, Trifecta Ecosystems was uh, one of the finalists. We did not win. Um, but at the end of the day, it's always a good learning experience. Um, it was a hell of a presentation, man. Well, we appreciate it. You know, uh, Spencer did a very good job at uh, presenting it. Um, but there are some good companies that, you know, just, just had a better, um, you know, pitch and everything like that. So, it, it honestly, at the end of the day, um, you know, those are just good exercises to get out there and, um, and you know, present your company. We actually got probably more um, more out of like p talking with people there, you know, like the, the sure. like some of the investors and, and stuff like that that were in the room, um, which honestly, that's kind of what it's about, right? To getting in front of these people. So, so how many people were there? A hundred ish. Yeah, it was like it ebbed and flowed because there's a lot of people there early on for the um, networking. Yeah, for the networking and the and the and the IP stuff, and then um, it kind of, I feel like it kind of went late. I don't know. I it don't definitely know. We, we went, went late. Went a, I mean, we went long. late. Yeah, we did go. We late, did. Yeah. You, you, got, you guys <laughs> didn't win, and it yeah, was like, yeah, okay, so, bars yeah. next door. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, no, it. Um, yeah, it, there was probably a, a few hundred, you know, over the course. Um, and where was it located? College Street Music Hall in New yeah. Haven, which is that was actually the first time I've been there. Yeah. Music junkie, I am. Very nice facility. Yep. But it was it was again it was another good one. But this was the All Stars event. It was for people who already won EIA um, you know awards before. So it was interesting that they kind of doubled down. Uh, I think that's kind of a theme that's going to be happening with CTNX. They're going to start doubling down on um, kind of their investments that they've been doing or the winners that they've had. Uh, the IP cities. We've we've heard that. Um, you know, and this is maybe a shock to some people, maybe not a shock to some people, is that they may be um, only like doubling down on the the cities that won the IP uh, grants and not necessarily opening it up to the other cities. 
So that is something that's been kind of talked about. Um, That'll be controversial. It will be. Um, but at the, so here's the other side of it. You know, the whole innovation places thing is all about placemaking and, you know, making, you know, places where people want to move to, startups want to move to and everything like that. And even $5 million, uh, even a million dollars, like that doesn't do too, too much, like in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where do you want to go thin or do you want, you know, spread the money thin or do you want to kind of concentrate no, it? Exactly. You know, it, this isn't a huge state. And like I said, we're not talking about tens of millions of dollars. We're talking about five million bucks. You, you can if you spread that money too far, then you it's an eggs and all, all in one basket versus, you know, OK, well. We got to focus on the cities that really have chance. You know, Hartford, New Haven, particularly, like these are cities that already have something going on versus, you know, other smaller cities where they really, you know, they might have a few things under the surface, but getting it going at the same pace, you know, you're, you're five years, even, you know, I love New Britain. New Britain's four or five years behind Hartford in terms of like startup ecosystem stuff. Yep. Not that it can't, it's just that we're trying to get this going. And then hopefully from there it will spread out. The wealth will be shared. Yeah. So let's stick with the EIA for a moment, though. I mean, you're talking, they hold this event three to four times a year. Yep. And correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong. Um, and they uh, and they usually give out about four prizes of about $10,000 each. Yep. Um, and sometimes well, I don't think it's like limited. Yeah, it's like it's like technically I think all of them could win it if they really wanted to. But I don't, I don't think that's ever really yeah. happened. But. So it seems to me that what you'd really want to encourage for for a relatively small award like that is to keep bringing in new companies keep new companies coming in flowing through the system and for you know a ten thousand dollar is going to have the most amount of impact upon a young company trying to get its first product form to get a viable an viable product get together a prototype you know get some initial uh organizational stuff out Mm -hmm. of the way whatever whatever it may be and less of an impact upon you know, a company that's won a couple times, and not that I'm insulting Trifecta, I'm not. <laughs> I get it. I, uh, <laughs> but but a company that the company that's you know won a couple of times, maybe has raised some money, etc. I, I mean, if you want to bring attention to those companies, I think there are other ways to do it. But if you're trying to make an impact upon keeping a good flow of companies in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. it would seem to me that you wouldn't want to double down. Yeah. So I think it. And so here's the thing: is that this is it wasn't ten thousand dollars; it was up to thirty thousand, and okay. then the second place was fifteen. So uh, you know, thirty versus ten. Yeah. Um, uh, it is again. I think it's just in the spirit of doubling down. Um, you know, uh, with with CT Next, they did bring in somebody from TechStars, I believe, um, Ali Berman. So she kind of came in from a um, you know kind of a background of being in ecosystems or you know legitimate ones. Um, not to say that we don't have legitimate ecosystems, but um, I think that it's just trying to see like okay. We know that there have been EIA um, companies that aren't around anymore. Sure. There, there's there are EIA companies that even got that money and have not even gotten to to market yet. There's, and and there's plenty of them, yeah. right? Um, and so it's one of those things where do you just start? Connecticut needs a lot of um, stories to tell to attract people, right? And so with the IP, with the with the, the EIAs, it's like. Can we start propping some of these companies up that have been, you know, in, in the tranches, have been kind of dedicated, do have the teams that are willing to kind of go? And I'm not trying to say that it's just trifecta. I mean, the teams that were there are doing stuff. There's, yep. you know, that they're making uh, headway and everything. So I think it was kind of like that. Um, but again, it's another it, it's another trial. It's another test. It's another, you know, kind of like experiment that the CTNX is doing to see what they can do to prop up these. It, it's also a showcase, though. It's really, you know, again, like you were saying, these are the companies that stuck around. Like, you know... I, most of the companies up there really were very future techy startup forward thinking here's a problem we're trying to solve and 
you know, those are the kinds of companies we really want to be highlighting in this state. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can see where they were going with it. it. Well, so it's it's interesting to me. I uh, I mean, you've been a judge, so it's like. Yeah, I, I no, I've certainly been a judge. And, and, and I don't and then, like I said, I don't object to the idea. I'm just playing devil's advocate yep. here um, I because, you know, I mean, I always thought of the EIA as, look, here's a bunch of new companies. We're going to help get them off the ground. And like maybe a separate event would be appropriate for, you know, here's our next phase two companies or stage two companies that are, in, that are going into growth mode mm-hmm. and that are, you know, and something like that. Um, again, cause it, my only concern is because it's only held three times a year or at most four times a year. It would be, you know, that's that's 10 companies that we didn't get to see. So, you know, you know, it's kind of it kind of popped in my head and it's something that I've, um, you know, kind of been thinking about in the terms of of. What can the state really do? What can CT Next really do? And a lot of times, a lot of these companies need customers. You know, they need people to get in front of. They need, um, you know, some of the B2B uh, plays where a lot of they need uh, a client that's a B2B. Um, and maybe there's there's an opportunity where instead of pitching money or maybe or pitching for money, maybe CT Next, and, and again, this is going to be an experiment, is get a certain industry with a certain amount of potential customers in the room where these companies come up and actually pitch to customers and actually say, listen, I want business. I don't want an award. I don't want this. I don't want that. I want business. So it's almost, you know, it's kind of a different play on, on accelerator, different play on kind of like a pitch competition where you're just pitching, Oh, I need money to do this project or this project. But what if you're saying, Hey, I need this customer. I need this early adopter, this person to kind of test out my product, pay for it and so forth. And like, Again, it, that just kind of came to came to my head to maybe that's a new style of of event instead sure. of just you know taking the money. But um, hear that CT next. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you hear that. But but again, it was it was a good event. Um, you know, definitely the the same characters in the room. Um, but that's also a good thing, right? The same people are around. Right. The same people are coming in. They're still invested in into the space um, or into the state. So, um, again, good event and everything, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming uh, down the pipeline with IP and connecting that to the EIAs and everything. So, so moving on to our next topic, our, uh, we're, be, we're about to enter into what I think of as sort of accelerator season here in Connecticut. <laughs> um, and, and that's, you know, there's just a lot of uh, accelerators that start off with a, with, with a winter class that usually starts in yep. January and goes to the spring. So, um, Colab New Haven, I know, just started a new class. Um, we uh, reset uh, located in Hartford. This started their new impact uh, acceler- accelerator, impact impact accelerator, impact accelerator. Hold on, Colab. Are you talking about words. like Rachelin Colab? <laughs> talking about which? Uh, Colab. Where's that? It, it's uh, I forget what they based it out of, but it's uh, two Yale grads. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, no, okay. yeah. And uh, they they've got a they've got a sort of accelerator for local companies. Yep. Um, so on a slightly smaller scale. Um, but they just started a winter class. Reset has their impact accelerator. Uh, University of Connecticut, the Innovation Quest program starts up this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have, you know, we're about to see a lot of new companies coming yep. through. Reset's attracting people from out of state, so we're, we're starting to get a wider variety of companies there. Um, so I, I went to um, the opening night mm-hmm. for the Reset Accelerator. Um, and I'll be, uh, I'll be doing some uh, teaching there uh, and, and some judging for them. But uh, I'll be curious to see see how it develops this year. Uh, Were you impressed with the with the uh, the cohort? Uh, the people I met, yes. I don't have a I I don't want to get too much into their companies because I don't have a good understanding of them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're really in the early stages of doing a presentation. I want to give them a chance to 
wow me. But but I guess the the, the idea is that you've seen the the evolution of all yes. the cohorts. I mean, is it is it again? It's still a, an evolution from the last cohort. Yes, you, yes, you it already? is already. Okay. And 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 right now, reset is the, the whole program. There is you know they have the co-working space, but it's really entirely focused around that accelerator, yep. which is a big change from previous years. I mean, not just not last year so much, but uh, as they've developed, they've really become an accelerator. Group that's and programming on is, the, is the focus, not necessarily the co-working. And, exactly. Yep. Exactly. And then we do have um, Upward Hartford's doing the insurance tech thing. Yeah. Um, they have that <laughs> one, um, which is that was interesting because it said that I think you had to raise um, one hundred fifty thousand dollars of equity or, or you know of, of cash to to be eligible to be in the in the uh, accelerator. Mm-hmm. So that's always interesting because wow. um, I would again if it's like if if that's one of the the um, the requirements, it's like what about one hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue. You know, like what? What's the difference? And and I could be wrong. I could uh, maybe read it wrong, but um, that was one of the things I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, again, why why not revenue? Why isn't revenue always a big? Well, from what I understand, from, from talking to you earlier, it's a it's an accelerator that's almost entirely based on financing. Well, no, I think that's two separate things. Oh, there it is. So yeah, so 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 the insurance tech was a part of the IP. Yeah. So that's what they brought in startup boot camp. Yeah. I want to believe um uh to kind of help run and, and facilitate. I'm and then this out. um yep, look at that fact checker, right? <laughs> um and then the other one uh that was. I believe the um, February fifteenth is the deadline for the applications. Is the new Upstart program? Okay, and that was that was uh, co-founded by um, uh, Eric Knight and um, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin her name, but um, so um, but the founder of Upward Hartford. And basically, that's that's four companies that are looking for investment. Yeah, and so it's they're bringing them in. They are basically putting them through the boot camp of. Pitching to, to investors and they're bringing people in with the money. Yeah, and that it's it's not more. It's more of like they already went through an accelerator. They already went. They're they're already you know in the process of selling to customers. There, but they need to raise the money to sure. scale because there's that you know we're we're in the process of of doing a raise right now and it's like you have to re- reach critical mass and <laughs> you have to you it's like you you know the exit velocity of what Elon Musk did yesterday. You have to get out of you know <laughs> out, of, out of the atmosphere, right? Um, so it, it's one of those things where um, I do think. Uh, accelerators and uh, programs really focus on getting money to these startups, that's going to kind of get some of these ecosystems of critical mass in Connecticut. Well, as you guys attended last year, I mean, the Innovation Quest program, yep. the last day is all about presentations and exactly. financial investment. By the way, uh, did you see that that stat that they raised like $60 million in, in funding? Or uh, UConn businesses yeah. raised like $60 million in funding last year, which... If you look into Cha-ching. it, it's like there, there's like there's like two or three companies that basically make that up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all, you know, medical companies, medical which is, companies, which, yeah, which, which, which again makes sense. You you yeah. have to you have to raise a lot of money yeah. to do that. But uh, it's also hard to track though because there's a lot of companies that go off on their own and they do raise some funds. Yeah. You know, and, and, just and, never, and it adds up, but you never hear about it. Exactly, because they're like, I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna report it. Or yeah, I'm not, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, but I but we will be doing this again this year where uh, CT uh, Startup has been invited to come back to UConn Innovation Quest. Very cool. We can. They just can't get movies. enough of us. Yeah. So, so by the <laughs> way, were, were we right about the two programs? Uh, so not to blow up Upward Harvest Spot, but I'm still waiting for their website to load. Oh, geez. I'm sitting oh, over or is here. It, or is it the internet? So we'll no, I've been I've been over here like, is this me? Is this them? This is them. Come on, like I'm I'm, I'm it's just I'm getting that circle, well, guys. We'll, I'll, 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 we'll update we'll in five minutes. <laughs> well, well, Chris is looking at that. There is uh, there's another accelerator uh, that we starting up later this year, which is done by Stanley Black and Decker. That, yeah. Yes, that, that's, and so that's an interesting one because they're putting up their money themselves. They're not yep. asking for state money. They're just like we're we're making this happen. Yep. 
all focused around advanced manufacturing. Yep. Uh, I think they got a, what was it, 22,000 square foot space, something like that. Right downtown Hartford. Right downtown That's, that's Hartford. a big part of it. And, they, and they're, they're half an accelerator and half a workshop for companies that are going to, that that stay on with them after they so so is that so is that basically a pretty advanced makerspace i mean is that is that what they're kind of going for like accelerator so from what i understand it's 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 really they're looking it's an invite only sort of incubator makerspace sort of thing from what i understand so so i know that i know that they've talked with tech stars to run the incubator part but there are certain companies that may that they may work with stanley buckingham after the incubator is over and that that other half is going to be so very strategic, companies. trying to get a pipeline of companies that may sell them the product or they're acquired. Sure. You know, let's, I, let's be real about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, right? why wouldn't? You, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, exactly. I don't know if you noticed, they've been on a buying spree. Like the Stanley Black and Decker has been like buying up companies left and right. Like they bought Craftsman, they bought another couple of uh, big tool makers and stuff. So, and they're big. Um, so th- this is just an interesting thing. They're they're bullish on Connecticut lately. Like they they're like, listen, we think this state still got a lot to offer. And part of this manufacturing 4.0 is like, instead of packing up our toys and leaving, like we're trying to commit to Connecticut and like improve what's going on. Double here. down, right? Which, right. Is, which is fantastic. I mean, a company that has its world headquarters here, right? You know, right, right out in the Farmington area, New Britain. And, Get it right. Uh, <laughs> Aren't they the same? No. I, yeah. <laughs> out. Out. <laughs> so, and uh, it, but it's great. It, it's it's you know they're investing in the area. They're investing in their own company. Um, they're you know uh, I'm very pleasantly surprised to see. So so it's kind of funny is that when when uh, thinking about what's going on in the state, um, you know. We had we had Senator Murphy uh, at our uh, trifecta ecosystems a, a few weeks ago talking about uh, the farm bill and everything, and it's always funny to hear like with, with politicians with and I'm not you know blowing up Murphy's spot or anything but this but politicians and even um, you know these bigger companies it's always around buzzwords <laughs> and like advanced manufacturing is the thing you yeah. know so it's like if you're doing anything advanced manufacturing there's always some fit within you know the state so it's like yeah. it's it's always funny where. You almost have to like latch on to like these little these little niches or little what, things that what, you always have to go hard in. What's the other one? Is it industry 4.0? Is that or is it manufacturing 4.0? Yeah, manufacturing manufacturing. 4.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the Stanley one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is again advanced manufacturing, and then you know yeah. the biosciences, and the, so it's it's just it's just kind of interesting that it's always. Um, you know, again, we, we, you know, farm, you know, farming is technically a manufacturing company as well. So it's like it, it, it's just it's just kind of funny how you have to uh, kind of attach yourself to buzz, buzzwords. But. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the uh, I think what's going on is, is great. I think Stanley Bach and Decker is seeing what we've oh, seen yeah, on this podcast, yeah. which yeah. is that there's which is that the activity in the state in the past four or five years has actually increased mm-hmm. in terms of entrepreneurial companies and, and companies seeking to make differences here. Also, I mean, we have a huge manufacturing base that yes. has slowly disappeared over the years, but we still have this massive defense industry. Well, I, I mean, Pratt and Whitney can't can't hire enough people right now. I mean, yep. you know, that, that they really can't. And I, I will have to say is that knowing uh, some of like the um, the pipeline manufacturers that go up to to Pratt and Whitney, they're one of the issues that they're having is that they can't train people fast enough because also when they train somebody. All of a sudden, Pratt and Whitney takes them, and they have to train somebody else. So it's yep. like it's also one of these things where, um, and I was I was actually just at a um, a chamber of commerce uh, talk with about schools, um, you know, schooling and you know how to uh, get students to really engage with them and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like honestly, there's a lot of jobs in manufacturing right now in the state that a, a student can go right from high school into a training program, start working in these manufacturing companies, making se- like good money, you good know, like money. fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. And have a pipeline without even having to go to college. 
Like it, it yeah. is, it is unbelievable. So it, it's one of those things where, when you when you talk about like where the money is, because not every listen, not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur. Not yeah. everybody's going to work at a startup. I mean, startups are risky, even if you're the two, three, four, five, you know, employee. So it's one of those things where if there's a pipeline of people to work right in these industries, we may start attracting more advanced manufacturing sure. companies here, more training programs to get the, these people. And, and it's not just Pratt and Whitney. The electric boat is oh. on an absolute hiring. If you're a welder, frenzy. if you're a welder right now, you can you can make some good money. It's right it's it's crazy. So like it, it's it's really like I have a few clients in the manufacturing industry, and they are they are hiring like crazy because there's like you guys are saying there's a huge defense industry here, and a lot of these we lost a lot. These manufacturing jobs, but now they're they're coming back, and it's not just you know stamping steel. It's high tech computer, three D printers, you know CNC calibration. It's a lot of stuff. So, you know, again, that talent, the talents here, the businesses are here, and it's things are happening. It's, it's it seems like we're definitely trending in the right direction, even as you know maybe not. <laughs> one one of the interesting things too is that um, you know. Thinking about you know Stanley Black and Deckers and, and thinking about you know how to attract more people. One of the things that was brought up at the EIA awards because they had somebody I forget what co- company it was from. I'm gonna you know I'm not even gonna try to try to uh, you know say I, I, n- I remember him, but he was saying that housing, right? So so housing is not like in these innovation places in these place making like housing is not talked as much about in the sense of like that's a big draw like you have sure. to like in Connecticut it is a lot cheaper to live than in a lot of other ecosystems yes and it's so much easier to get i mean living i live in Durham right that's in you know kind of in the middle of the state it really takes <laughs> middle me of only nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> center of Durham actually if, if you listen to the podcast center it's of the it's like universe. new britain right yeah exactly oh, okay. but um <laughs> but basically i mean you can get to anywhere in the state within 45 minutes mm mm-hmm. And it's not that big of a deal. I mean, you couldn't, like, in L.A., you could not drive the distance that we can drive in four hours. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so so it's just one of those things where um, you, we have to start highlighting the other aspects of what makes, you know, a, a, a good startup ecosystem, a good startup ecosystem. And, again, I think that the state, because, one, towns towns are, are um, population dwindling. I think Connecticut had... Uh, um, a negative, you know, uh, population, yeah. you know, growth last year or something like that. And so we need to start showing that Connecticut is a place for, you know, the older entrepreneurially type, you know, minded people who have families mm-hmm. to come here, live and, and so forth. And, so. and to encourage students that we have wonderful universities here to encourage yep. these students to stay here after graduation and invest time in it. I mean, some of our, our best companies uh, that I've seen come out of the ecosystem where it came out, came out of these universities and they're people who became committed to Connecticut in one way or another. Um, it's, you know, not, not to, not to lead the audience on too much, but I hope to have an announcement at the next podcast, podcast after that, uh, broadcast that, uh, talks about one of our companies that had a successful exit. So that's, and, and that's, uh, again, those are the stories that need to be heard, right? You, you, I mean, cause at the end of the day, that's what startups are about. Entrepreneurs are about, I mean, you're here to make money. You're not trying to not like, yep. there, you, you want to exit at some point or, just be a legacy company, and yep. I was just listening to somebody. They instead of a unicorn, they're they're talking about Phoenix being a Phoenix company now, where you can actually like go the rise and the falls <laughs> of everything, and you, you know over the long term. But um, but yeah, so I think there's there's a, lo- a lot of interesting things happening. Um, and again, the the Stanley Black and Decker thing that was one thing where um, they didn't it wasn't part of a state program, right? Yep. They they said that they want to invest the money. They saw the writing on the wall. Um, and they they made a move. Well, their 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 CEO, uh, their current CEO, had, I think seems to have a lot vested in the idea of of community giving back, 
um, you know, de dealing with company stakeholders, not necessarily shareholders, yep. but, you know, stakeholders, the employees, the people in the community and everything. I, I think uh, Stanley Black & Decker has a great attitude. And, and, and again, it just stands in such contrast to, you know, here, here you have Aetna and you have Stanley. One company was like, we've been here for 100 years. That's enough. We're going. And, and Stanley's like, we'd rather stay around and see if we can't contribute, you know, and I think there's something to be said, you know, you know, corporations rightly get a lot of crap for, you know, a lot of the stuff they pull, but they're also capable of revitalizing communities and, and, and injecting excitement and, and new ideas into these communities. And I always thought it just made more sense from a business standpoint to, you know, the devil, you know, versus the devil, you don't. So working, you know, working within the community you've been a part of, you know, sometimes you get taken for granted and I understand that. But on the other hand, it just seems like you could really, if you, once you establish yourself, you you it's really why would you want to pull up those roots for anything but other than like a huge deal, you know? Well, it, it helps attract employees who want to live in that community. Right. You know, they hear about it from the people when they're checking out a job. They hear about it from the people they meet in the community. It, it's stability is a thing businesses always seem to be looking for in a business environment on a, you know a state level. But, you know, a lot of times they need to contribute to providing that stability and, you know, always packing up your ball and going someplace else to do business every 20 years is not a good look. Yeah. It, it occurs to me that I left out a couple of uh, accelerators when I was talking about its accelerator season. Well, by, by all means. And, and, and one, a couple of obvious ones is the Sci Center for, you know, the innovative thinking at Yale. Mm -hmm. um, the city is, you know, has theirs every semester um, and so on. But here we are on WESU. And I didn't mention Wesleyan's social, uh, Patrice, Patricelli Center for Social Entrepreneurship. Oh, we really, we definitely should be mentioning them. <laughs> so so they, they have a program in the, in the, you know, the winter spring semester that, that really helps uh, companies designed uh, with a social, with, with not only necessarily a profit motive, but also a social goal in mind. Um, and that's run by uh, the... Uh, Amazing and in, inimitable, uh, uh, dynamo of a person, Michaela Kingsley. So, and I will have to say one of the things that one of the things that I, I like about that kind of idea is is one, nonprofits. You know, mainly nonprofits have a different mentality than a for profit, but I think they have to have the same mentality because it, it you're still you know you still have to bring in money, you still have to sell a product, you still a product. I'm doing I'm doing like air quotes as a yes. product, you know, like he uses you're selling, his hands you're, a selling lot. you're selling some sort of hope or dream or some sort of impact, and it's sometimes a lot of t uh, a lot of um, a lot of people have like really good intentions, but they don't know how to make it sustainable, yes. and that is the biggest thing. I mean, that's the one thing that, with Trifecta. I mean, we're a uh, Connecticut Benefit Corporation. One of the things I remember that you always said to us was like. Before you try to give your benefit away, before you focus on like this is the 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 benefit that we're locking in, this is the benefit that we're going to be giving our community. It's like you have to have a sustainable business to provide the benefit, and that's the same and, and that's the same thing with a nonprofit is that you have to yep. really think about it as like a sustainable organization. It's actually so so. I'll give a shout out to my colleague Ed Spinella, who uh, is our would be our we might call him our nonprofit partner here mm -hmm. here at Mirtha. And, so he doesn't uh, get paid, right? Yeah, that, that's right. No, that's me. I work with entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. um, so he, uh, he, but but he will. He refuses. It's never a nonprofit. He he always calls it. Remember, it's just a tax exempt. Uh, it's it, 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 <laughs> that's all it is. Well, that's it. All it is. It sounds so much better. <laughs> well, because they're not they're not nonprofits. They have to make a profit one way or another. They have to be sustainable. They're but but really, what they are is tax exempt entities. Mm -hmm. And so he always gives me a lecture whenever I use the word nonprofit. 
That I mean, that, that's a good thing. It's it, and what I would have to say, and, and sometimes you have to um, you have to put things in context, yeah. right? Because because uh, again, uh, when when dealing with that profits, they're like, oh, I always have to be asking for money, asking for money. Well, not if you provide a good service that you can get yeah. paid for, and then that mm-hmm. service could always be reinvested back into providing a better service and having more impact and so forth. So, I mean, some of the nonprofits that we work with, and again, I guess tax exempt, you know, I won't call them <laughs> not, nonprofits anymore. Um, they, some of them deal in the uh, intellectual and development of disabled um, kind of industry, and they had huge hits this year. I mean, massive. I mean, I mean, million dollar cuts here, million dollar cuts there. And uh, some of the CEOs that I've seen that have done the best, they just said, okay, how can we get lean? How can we provide a better service with less resources? And that's the same thing a business does, right? You, you, you hit a bad rough time. You, you, you don't have as many people paying for your product. And you figure out how can I stay lean to keep the doors open? How can I stay lean to still provide uh, the same level of service? So, um, so again, that's a, that's a good thing about um, you know, Wesleyan. A lot of um, you know, socially minded people coming out of Wesleyan and if they can, if, they, if, if again, Connecticut can be a good pipeline for new um, tax exempt organizations to provide services that, again, some businesses don't want to provide, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. the end of the day. The, the, the end of the day is that a lot of businesses don't want to provide the services that tax exempt organizations do. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of good things happening in uh, Connecticut, I would say, is like it's the start of the new year, but we're already in February. So it's like, I don't think we can even say that anymore, right? Yeah, it's like we're in quickly. 18. We're in 18 I need now. to stop writing 2017 <laughs> on my... Oh, come on. Come on. Right? come on. We're a month in, man. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so so um, a lot of cool things happening. I feel as if you're, we're going to see some you know, decently big announcements happening this year. I don't know what they are, but... I got one for you right now. Oh, oh, geez. Huge, huge announcement. You're li- everybody's listening to this on a Tuesday. <laughs> Tomorrow, Wednesday, I will be giving a presentation at the recent offices in Hartford on legal basics for startups. Nice. So, good. a good place to uh, end this cast. Great. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. Finally, we would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalaima for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.